everybody and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 215 are open. This week on the show we're going to be discussing Nintendo shutting down 3DS and Wii U eShops. Goodness gracious, how are we going to play uh, Mario Kart 8 without all the DLC now? Jesus Christ, that is a catastrophe, but we'll be d- discussing that on the show. And to talk all about that is my best mate, it's Bryce DeWitt, he's back. Hello Bryce, how you going mate? I'm here, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm around, how are you? You're around, it's good to good to talk to you again, yeah. even though it's uh, yeah, for the so- powers of the internet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've uh, I've been sick, and I don't want to get your little family sick. So I, I, it's just the more responsible way to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think uh, now, before, I appreciate you know, that. Before, before, before we before we sort of go on, it's just like uh, we, we were setting this whole thing up, and we and we were seeing problems. Now, throughout that entire thing, I had a nice snapshot of your face, mm. just like looking at the camera. And it's like more robotic voices where it's like, Good day, everybody, welcome <laughs> to the house of Mario. Because the fucking music just like set the whole thing off like on a backwards straight again. Now that it's off, you're perfectly fine. I, I, we, yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Mm. <laughs> but it looked funny. It was, yeah. worth it. it was worth the viewership. So I'm trying a new software out to uh, record this. It's, it's called Melon. And I'm not that sure about it. I don't know. On Bryce's end, it seems a bit, a bit funky. But... We'll figure it out as we go. Funky. It, I mean, it's working for now, but like I said, um, you know, it could be a processing issue or whatever. We'll just have to look into it later. We will. We will. We'll- we're right for now. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as we get the communication it's now. Operating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Bryce, what have you been up to the last month or so? Well, how many weeks has it been? It's been a long time, actually, hasn't it? It was the start of the year we yeah, recorded together the last yeah. one, so it has been... Almost two months. So, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Yeah, I mean, a fair bit of stuff's happened. Oh, look, yeah, you know, we haven't even really talked about Legends Arc yet. There's a lot of shit we got to talk about realistically. Um, Jesus, we like we haven't even done a show since Legend Ar- Legends Arceus come out. You you did a solo episode. Um, we've had the direct. Um. A lot of my playtime has sort of just been, whether it be like Final Fantasy fourteen, but that never changes. Um, and then <laughs> uh, Legends Arceus, like I've played a fair bit of it. Um, still, I'm still not quite done with playing it yet. I still got plenty of time and mm-hmm. um, stuff that I want to invest into it. But I've taken a bit of a bit of a break for now because I hit it pretty hard. Yeah. Um, when it came out. Yeah, I did too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I need a bit yeah, of... I, I, I finished like all the story components. I just need to sort of um, get like the level 10 on all the Pokemon for the shiny charm. But I'm like, that can wait a bit because that's yep. very sort of sort of monotonous <laughs> to get that filled I, I out. I don't even think we really, you really need it, to be honest. Like, like the, here's the thing, right, is um, I, haven't, I haven't seen or caught all the Pokemon to do the last bit because mm-hmm. I'm just like, eh, fuck it like I, I can wait i'm not i'm not stressing too much about it yeah but like when it comes to the shiny charm and shit like that i don't even think it's needed <laughs> i don't even think it's needed in this game like at all um i did a stream uh maybe about god it wasn't that long ago maybe about two weeks back and um i had i had buddy popped into the stream so he's sole witness to this <laughs> the <laughs> only one witness to this <laughs> yeah 
Well, I mean, he was the only one paying attention as far as I could tell. Mm. Um, but he, he sat there and he saw me catch five shinies in the span of like three hours. Um, I think it was actually, I think it was even probably less, maybe two and a half hours where I pretty much just went from outbreak to outbreak. And then like, I had like one or two reattempts on like three of them, like resets to get a shiny. Um, with the exception of like, I did a Riolu, which took two, I think. Mm. Um, I got the Riolu. And then I'm like, all right, next outbreak. I'm like, shinks. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, I guess so. Um, so I went to I went to the outbreak immediately, and without even resetting, I just got one. Like immediately after, I have not had any trouble shiny hunting in that game without the shiny charm. Yeah. So it I've I've only really found fast. one shiny, uh, which was a starly, just 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 uh, going across the the world. And like I'm like I I feel like I need the shiny charm. Obviously, uh, you and some other people have a lot better luck without it, but I feel like I need it. <laughs> I ne- I need my one in six hundred chance. Mission? I have, yeah, I have, yeah, and I haven't gotten any outbreak. Oh, it's not shinies. No, just just keep at it. Yeah, just keep at it. Like the fact the fact that I managed to pull out five shinies in two and a half hours. Like even if you could call that insane luck, mm. that's like way too fast. And then, like, I was going to go for the six in three hours or whatever it was, um, but unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't get it. Turtwig took, I think that took like twenty something attempts, maybe. But like, yep. even twenty something attempts, like that's not much. It's like two minutes, two to three minutes to get one attempt done. It's pretty easy. It's not. It's not too hard. And like, in the meantime, you could like, I guess, open up the map and see if there's something else maybe you want. And you can go and do that one instead because mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like chain it's not chain hunting yeah in the same sense right because the thing is, the thing is is if it was chain hunting you would you'd like resetting wouldn't be a thing um, but because you're resetting there's not exactly a chain thing going on you kind of just go there and do the thing right so but yes no uh, I guess that that's what I've sort of been up to really is just um, coasting with that um wait well we got the we got the direct which um i'm really excited to uh sort of give my thoughts on i've been wanting to do it for a bit and i was like oh look i don't know if it'd be irrelevant by the time we get to it or whatever but i mean i think we need to have the need to have a bit of a bit of a talk anyway because like we had a bit of a talk on text but we haven't actually talked much Mm. about it and I think I think both of us are very excited for things to come, which is um, really good. Yeah, certainly a um, direct. I've I've been most excited about for a, a long time. Like you know, it's been a, a couple of years of pretty yeah. slow releases by Nintendo, and there's been a couple of things like yeah, you know, from Animal Crossing to like Mario 3D Collection, which turned out how it did. <laughs> and, you know, there's been a few disappointments, yeah. and like you know, even like Age of Calamity and stuff. It's like it didn't really do too much for me to the point where I you know. Kind of even barely played it to be honest. So mm. ha- having like some games yeah, re- where we've been just asking for them, you know, pretty much since the time of doing this podcast, we sort of had a couple of them just in the one direct. I think it was pretty good, especially for just like maybe our tastes and maybe a little bit of nostalgia from the oh, Wii as well. Huge. Wanting strikers and Wii yeah. Sports to come back. Yeah, um, and like you know, there, there was there was some things where it's just like look. Even just like a shred of like maybe what's going on with like 
I think E3 is going to be huge this year because of this fact, because they didn't touch anything and like on anything, but like, you know, you've got Metroid Prime updates, sort of Bayonetta 3, Zelda. There's heaps of things on the mm. event horizon, I guess. Um, a lot of people are starting to wonder now if maybe Zelda will be delayed as a cross-launch title, but I think people are getting a bit too ambitious with that, personally. Mm. I think um, it's... it's because uh, The next system's too far away, I feel like. For a delay. Well, that's Zelda. what I think too. Yeah. But like a lot of people are just like, oh, look, a lot of people are just like, we're, they're, they're going to delay it. We've got a new Nintendo system coming up because they're holding Zelda for it. I'm like, um, it wasn't that, it was like literally maybe two weeks ago that they reckon that the Switch is halfway through its life. Mm. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely past the halfway point. We all know that. And they're probably not ever going to admit that. But I only see them squeezing out maybe another three years out of the Switch before it's like, yeah, it's pretty much done. So for my personal taste, I feel like th- three is absolute maximum because like what Nintendo does, like they did it with the Wii as well. When they get a successful console, they're like, let's just let's just have this thing out way too long, get okay. people lose interest, and then just completely lose our momentum going into the next console, which happened with the Wii U. No one cared about the Wii for like two years. By the time the Wii U come out, and you know, yeah, while people are they, still they like, their doors. yeah, like while people are still enjoying their Switch and buying at least a few like third-party games on it, that is the, that is the point where I feel like they need to be like, hey, we got a new system coming out. It's way more capable. It does this. It does that. And I feel like more people will be a little bit more interested in the Nintendo ecosystem before they drop off. But oh well, we'll see what they do. But yeah, there's. Zelda will be coming out on Switch, I feel like. Whether it's this year or not, who knows oh, yeah, the track yeah. record of Zelda. But I think, uh, yeah, it, it's difficult because I think like a lot of a lot of um, Breath of the Wild stuff when it was sort of sitting on the on the cusp of like, oh, look, it's just the new Wii U Zelda and they're like showing it off and they're like, mm. we're like, yeah, it looks pretty fucking good. Um, <laughs> they were showing off a lot of footage like, years and years prior and like a lot more than what we've seen of breath of the wild too um but you know what i think i think it's kind of like in the situation where they don't really need to show off a lot because we've already got the proof of concept in the full game of breath of the wild that like you know we know what we're getting into so they had this time they haven't opted to be like all right let's just like really trickle out information to get people like on a consistent hype level for zelda um, but, uh, yeah, they haven't, they haven't seemed to have had that problem to the point. Everybody's still sort of wondering when the hell Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out, when their next favorite Zelda is going to be here. Mm. Um, and I think it'll be this year. I don't, I don't really see them pushing it too far away from it. I know that the information is scarce and it feels like they should be building hype, but the hype's already there. Ocarina, uh, Ocarina, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild yeah. is, um. So Breath of the Wild is, uh, you know, timeless enough as it is. And um, we're just getting more of it. It's not, you know, uh, I guess, really important to sort of really shelve out that game when they don't need to convince anybody that it's going to be good. Yeah, because like the marketing lead up to Breath of the Wild, they had a bit to explain like, you know, this is open world, you can do what you want, it's not linear, there are shrines and set of dungeons, there's this, there's that, there's the environmental things, but going into this, we know all that, we don't know, need to be beat over the head with the similar stuff, and like a lot of the 
the no, changes yeah. we want to discover in the game as well. That's the whole sort of sense of exploration that Zelda gives us and taking that away would be a shame. So they've got to sort of work out how to market it without spoiling things and as well as uh, not reiterate stuff we would assume as well. So like announcing it about June, like showing us more stuff, maybe showing us the name and all of that will be a good sort of lead up into a launch, maybe November or something like that or early next year even. Um the only thing I really want to see at E3 is a story trailer with gameplay in it. Yeah. I don't think um, I don't think they need like what they seem to do with some games these days is like they try to over explain them. Like, this is Link. Link is a robust adventurer with a large toolkit that he can use at his disposal <laughs> by swinging the Joy-Con around like a gorilla looking for a banana um you know they don't really need to do that they can just they could just be and uh do what they need to um and show off a story trailer and then every everybody else will sort of pick up on the rest i think like the best thing about breath of the wild 2 so far is the speculatory and like the discussion that goes around it because of the speculatory um so taking that away with the over explanation is probably not enough so a story trailer with some gameplay would be good for us to pick apart and then uh yeah let's hopefully they just sort of give us a date and fuck off back to headquarters yeah, yeah you get back to headquarters nintendo you start making uh that Fuck game so you can release game, it mate. <laughs> finish the fucking game mate <laughs> it's like it uh was it uh 2013 or whatever when sakura was at e3 for super smash brothers for wii u and 3ds it's like a similar thing there. It's like, mate, what are you doing here? Get back get back to your bloody chamber and make that video game for us to buy for our 60 bucks. All right, mate? Ma- Massive hero soccer going. Get back to your office, please. <laughs> get back to that bloody office, mate. You, uh, Absolutely not bag. You, you, oh, Jesus. That's a bit that's a bit much, bro. So I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so just on, on the topic of no. Zelda as well, um, when I was watching a fair few reactions to the Nintendo Direct, there was a few people who were like, oh, this, is, this, this Direct sucked. Where was Zelda? And I don't know. I went into it not even thinking about Zelda because I'm just like, ah, if it's there, that'd be cool. But I really don't think it will be just going off the time of year this no. direct's taking place. They've got to save. They've got to save something for E3 because us Nintendo fans, we're we're bloody psychopaths. We will be like, oh, Zelda and Mario and Pokemon and all that. So this this uh, direct can't wait for the next one <laughs> for more games. It's like, you know, they gotta they gotta leave some goodies for a yeah. bit later. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of like contention point of calm the fuck down, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and like I, I come into this thinking maybe we'll get like a little bit of a hint or like a name for the game or something like that, but I didn't expect there to be fucking full blown anything. Yeah. Um, when it comes to it, um, I, I, like you know, a title name at the moment would probably keep me pretty satisfied, but at the same time, they've also said that the title name will likely give away like a fair bit yeah the title um, needs to have some context with some footage i think just be like oh look it's called forbidden <laughs> no, not forbidden that's just horizon that came out but you know what i mean <laughs> that needs to back up with uh, <laughs> forbidden, mate, west, yeah. <laughs> forbidden west that's why it's that's why it doesn't have a name because like fuck horizon's got our name <laughs> and they come out before <laughs> us so we can't do anything about that shit uh Ugh. i've actually i've got the collector's um, edition for horizon still in the box um I've been meaning to do an unboxing oh, video, but I've just got to. Uh, I've got to get some free time when a baby isn't crying. <laughs> I, w- I want to play it. I still haven't even played the fucking first game all the way through. Yeah, 
Oh, my thing with Horizon, I'm not I sure if I should. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much because I just, I kind of just dropped off Horizon because I, I honestly got kind of bored of it. <laughs> just at the point where I was, I'm like, yeah, eh. it's a good, it's a good game. But the problem is, is it came out the same time as Zelda, which is a very identical game. <laughs> so it's easy to get bored, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's no disrespect yeah, to Horizon. I'm not sure. But... I get, I'm not sure. I... No, no, that's right. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm like. I don't know. The the story didn't really grab me too much when I was playing it anyway. Mm. I was kind of like, like I, I saw I saw its worth in the in the gameplay because I Absolutely. think it's very yeah. clean, clean game gameplay wise. But like in terms of the story, like I don't have as much interest in it as a, as I do Zelda, which has already got established established background lore that I care about. So, mm. but um. Anyway, that like that being aside, talking about the title, um, no, that they said that it would give too much. Well. Al Numa said it'd give too much away, so that tells me that a lot of the people who have already been doing the theory crafting and stuff like that, they like as soon as the title is revealed, they're going to know exactly what it's about. Because, mm. um, um, like you know, I mean, I guess for a Flash example, there's they talk about the Zonai tribe in, in in like the lore side of Breath of the Wild or whatever. So if it's so anything to do with like the Zonai tribe, everybody who's a fucking theory crafter for this game are exactly aware of what the fuck it's going to be and and sort of things like that so um yeah i I mean you're right they're probably sort of like holding it for gameplay but at the same time i think they're actually more or less just holding it as close to release as possible so people can't fucking figure it out like immediately Mm. um but uh yeah anyway we'll see no it's kind of like with, with with Zelda not being there, it didn't fucking ruin anything. Bayonetta not being there didn't ruin anything. In fact, I think like everything's pretty solid. Yeah, um, we got a good sort of half a year, uh, and that's without a lot of the big hitters. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get some more Pokemon related stuff too um, in the future. Whether it is uh, Arceus DLC or whatever, um, looking forward to it. Yeah. So there's a fair few I big franchises this year. For Gen Nine already. Yeah, there is. I don't know what to make of it either. It seems pretty, pretty implausible, but at the same time, maybe it is with Game Freak, with their output. I I don't see Gen Nine coming uh, this year. To, to me, that seems like a fool's a fool's uh, a fool's assumption. Yeah. Well, in twelve months, they would have uh, had three mainline Pokemon games. <laughs> Just uh, if it does come out, yeah. say November this year or even December. So yeah, that'll be quite an insane Look, sort of output for a relatively consi- small company. But considering considering the fucking project they just did, right? Mm. Like their most ambitious project project today. And I think it's also been their most well received project in the last several years. Right. So um all right, hang on, hang on. Before we go into that, because we will talk about Arceus. Yeah. Um but uh Let's 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 sort of not push further into that until after we've had the fucking discussion about this, um, <laughs> uh, because Jesus Christ, um, taking us off the let's, rails. Let's bro. talk about. Well, I was about to. That's why I I put it back on track because I'm like Jesus Christ. We've got a whole we've got a whole to- like we've got to talk about Arceus like in, in length anyway. Um, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Um, did you play this it? This is something that I was like, are you, huh? Did you play it? The tester? What? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, because I had to work. 
Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to play the tester. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything different than what I expected to be. It looks, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like you know, I, I immediately thought of like Buddy Watson. Like when when this sort of come <laughs> through, I'm just like, oh shit, here we go. Um, Can't wait to get absolutely like- smashed and bowling by Buddy Watson online. <laughs> <laughs> Now, keep in mind, like, I, I was driving to Victoria when the director's on, so I had my AirPods in my ear, and I'm just, like, listening to the whole thing on the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, holy shit, they're doing it. And Jade's like, what? I'm like, they're making a Wii Sports for Switch. <laughs> I'm, like, listening to it. And then, like, like, sort of when I looked at it later, and um, a lot of people seem to have, like, uh, I guess repercussions against towards like the new avatars in in the game and i'm not really sure why or like because a, a lot of people are like oh at first they're like oh you can't use me it's not going to be the same which turned out not to be true you absolutely can use me so, mm-hmm. um and then like but even then like a lot of people are just like oh the new avatar thing's ugly i'm like are they I think they're I fine. Think they're fine. I think they're fine. Like they don't, yeah. they don't offend me. But they're not breaking grounds. But <laughs> I'm like, is it really that bad? They definitely got that Xbox 360 avatar feel, don't they? Yeah, but they look cleaner than that because yeah, it's, yeah. you know, a, whole, a fucking decade or whatever. Um, I think they look fine. I don't, I don't see, and the fact that they're customizable, just not to like a same level of what making fucking Peter Griffin the me is. Um, you know, it, <laughs> yep. it's, it's, they, they can be customized with like small things. And I think they look, I think they look fine and I'll probably actually use them over me for the simple reason that bees are stupidly outdated for me at this point. We've dealt with me's for so many years that I just don't care about me's anymore. Um, so I don't care I, about I mean, me's I, I anymore. Bro, you should always I care, about, care yourself. about me's. I, I am disappointed though that um, golf is not coming until later. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, at least it is coming though, because like uh, you know, before they announced that it was coming in an update, it's it just not going to be there. It's like, oh, that sucks. And there's um, you know, stuff like boxing. Boxing would be a lot of fun on Switch as well. Hopefully, they do yeah. continue with a couple more sports. But I think like the main ones for me yeah. were bowling and were tennis, and the fact that we've got like badminton yeah. and the uh, forgot what the sword one was called, but um, yeah, so I did. I did play the uh, like an hour of the the beta um, last night, and they say that you can't talk about it. And look, for a normal person, there's not going to be any. Well, not that I'm not a normal person, but for someone who doesn't make content around Nintendo, there's not going to be any repercussions for you. All right, so the, the lawyers aren't going to come out because you shared a screenshot from the beta. Nintendo didn't lock it on the actual software, so you can t- take screenshots and upload them to Twitter. Usually, if they don't want you doing that. They just block it like they do with Smash Brothers, which is really annoying for that game. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. So I won't talk about it on the podcast just in case Nintendo Australia or someone's like, hey, oi, oi, whatever. Um, yep. But it's fun. It's Wii Sports. And uh, look, this this is my main gripe. You know when, uh, say, you just like, you're playing tennis and the ball goes out and then you just spam the racket because you can once the ball's out? You can't do that anymore. And that's a damn shame. Oh, that's Nintendo get your shit together. All right. I think it's. I think. I think. It, I think it was funny in Wii Sports, but I think that. I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, well, 
Bro, I said, as, as, as to the overall gameplay experience, you know, just like in real life, you'd be just like, you know, the ball goes out, you just fucking smash oh, your totally dress, smash your, in real life. <laughs> you smash your racket on the ground. But the last time we played I, real life tennis okay, was um, 20 years ago, probably. Oh, fucking ages ago. <laughs> Jesus. The fact we got badminton in there, now we can play badminton together for the first time in fucking like a decade. I'm keen to play that. Um, See how that feels. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it probably won't be the same as we play it in fucking real life, but we'll see. Oh, no, I um, think it would be just like just spot on. It would feel like real life. The shot of cock would just be right in our face. <laughs> we'll, we'll just love it, I reckon. Um, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that there's no boxing as well. Yeah. That, that kind of shits me, if I'm honest. Um, did I break you or what? <laughs> you did a bit. <laughs> um, uh. Boxing, uh, boxing in Wii Sports was something that I spent an absolute shit ton of time on. Like I, I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got through to the end. Yeah. Like I think I racked up to like six k or some bullshit like that. Like broke the chart. I can't even remember. Like what I played I a lot of fucking Wii boxing. Mm. Oh, I got to huge amounts. I attribute it to like a good amount of like dur- during that time was like a good good portion of my fucking daily upkeep of exercise routines. Boxing it was really good because mm. I get really into it and I keep trying to fucking like progress my shit higher and higher and higher and higher. Um, fucking Matt being boxing king and all that shit. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a little sad that that's not there. Yeah. Um. I feel like they they like so what do we what do we got out of the main sports? We got golf, tennis, bowling. Um no boxing. Uh we've got six. What was it you've uh, got The Sword Fighting is Wii Sports Resort. It's a little bit different actually, but uh and then Badminton. Mm. A little bit different, but the concept is the same. Yeah, there's like you can choose like different swords, like different types of swords. As well, and they both have pros and cons, so it's it's kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Can't talk. Yeah. I won't, I don't cool. want to talk about it too much, just in case. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. But like, you mean? I mean, you know, I I'm kind of like it. It might turn out well, and I might have fun with that. So, see how that goes. Um, but uh, let's move on and and um, let's talk about the big one that both of us would have shat our pants over. I shit my pants, that's for sure. Yeah. You definitely did. Yeah. You definitely shat your pants over it. And I also went and made, made an edit where you were screaming over fucking pizza rolls <laughs> in an air fryer. I, I don't know. Brilliant. I don't know why you did it, but it's, it was relatively funny. And my audio just went to shit. I don't know <laughs> what just happened. That was intentional. That was intentional. Oh, that's, that's part of the craft. Really. Re- really hype for piece for pizza rolls. I I don't know. Like in my head, I'm just like, you can fucking put this as a reaction to anything. So <laughs> so I was like, all right. I'm like, I'm, I've got my iPad here. I've got like really fucking base bare knowledge, like bare knowledge to fucking iMovie. So just fucking like worked with that because I was sitting in a hotel room and needed something to do, and put your reaction to fucking pizza rolls. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was beautiful. Anyway, um. So, uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, we've been fucking asking for the return for this shit for ages. I, uh, I 
shat on FIFA over it and said how much better Mario Strikers is. And uh, you made you made a pertinent point of being like, oh, look out, he's a hot topic opinion. Nobody's going to fucking, you know, but holy shit, it's here. And like, I'm, 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 I'm looking at it and I'm like, something, it does feel like it's missing a little something. I'm not sure what it is yet, but um, mm, it looked good. It looked good. And I was like, I'm still hype as hell, but there's something, there's something that's not really catching my attention at the moment. And I'm really not sure what that is. What? I think maybe it's lost some of its grunginess. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not as grungy as um, charged on Wii. And I think another thing might be, but it's mm. it's pretty slow. It looked, the gameplay looked pretty slow, especially um, from the original game, which was real fast. Ben's uh, charge was yeah. a bit slower on Wii, but still pretty fast. And just from like, you know, the little bit of gameplay we did see, it looked a bit slow. So whether that sort of slows down gameplay and makes it a little bit less exciting, I'm not sure. But Bryce, what I wanted to sort of touch on was just like, you know, we're really excited about this game. And the last couple of Mario sports games were, you know, pretty big disappointments, in, at least in my eyes. Um, and so we're just really hoping that this game isn't made by Camelot and that it's made by Next Level Games. But there's been sort of no indication anywhere that it is made by Next Level Games. And we we're, were talking that since, like, Next Level Games got acquired, that Nintendo doesn't really need to state who's developing it anymore because they are just internal Nintendo. They yeah. are just sort of absorbed, which is kind of weird because, like, you know, we've... Studios from the other first-party developers, um, Xbox and PlayStation, they they proudly sort of display what development team is making their games. And with Nintendo, they just sort of bring them in and like you know just bring them in as manpower, and their brand sort of evaporates to most extent. Like Retro Studios is you know usually still on the box and that, but apart from that, it seems like Next Level Games is just a bit more manpower that happens to be based in Canada, which. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I want them to be have like their own identity in that still. But how do you feel? Yeah. Um, I'm sort of in the same boat because like as we know, Nintendo's got a bunch of internal teams and they're all working on different things at different times. And uh it's sort of I guess I guess it's important to them to be identified as like we're Nintendo, we make games, and that's great and everything. But like when you think of like the business acquisitions, which we still haven't, we, we still haven't talked about, but like fucking, um, you know, Activision Blizzard and Bungie that have recently just happened, their identities, their things that people go, holy shit. Like they went and bought them because they make games we know sort of thing. And like next level games is on the smaller side of this spectrum. So not a lot mm-hmm. of people look at next level games and go, oh, next level games, those guys, right? <laughs> and let's, unless you're really into the industry and know these smaller studios that make these things. And um, in the case basis of this, like if I see next level games name on something, knowing that they've done like Luigi's Mansion three, they've done strikers before all that stuff. It's going to make me look at them and go, Ooh, what are they developing? And then they'll, it'll sort of come up or whatever and be like, oh, that's nice. But now if they're just known as an internal Nintendo team, it's just like Nintendo is developing this. I'm like, well, that could fucking mean anything. That could mean fucking like Wii Sports or, you know, fucking that could mean Super Mario Galaxy or that could mean like fucking 
Chicken Hunt or some bullshit. Oh, a new I Chicken know. Hunt game, you Bryce. Gotta... Uh, stuff new Duck Hunt. hunt game. See, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's nah, right. I agree. Um, but it's And that's kind of irritating, right? Is is that like, I would rather have that forefront knowledge just like next level games is developing this and be like, cool. Um, but it's like, you know, in, in like the bungie and Activision blizzards um acquisitions it's sort of like well bungie's making destiny at the moment that's what they do everybody knows them because they make destiny i don't think like you'd be able to sort of like take that away from them and it's kind of the same with activision blizzard like even if they were absorbed into a microsoft studio it's like call of duty you know the activision team's working on it world of warcraft you know the blizzard uh, blizzard team's working on that um but with next level games if they get absorbed into Nintendo, you don't really know who's made it until yeah. the product is actually released and you can tell, right? Yeah. Um, it might be getting a bit more complicated. Kind of it might be getting a bit more complicated too to put a label on it because we know Nintendo's teams, especially now, sort of collaborate a lot more. So Next Level Games might be the lead developer, but Monolith Soft might have like a big sort of influence on it as well and other aspects from Japan have a lot more sort of say in what's going on. Like I don't, I don't mind that either too though. Mm. Like I, I really like this whole internal teams are collaborating with each other thing because then we get projects like Breath of the Wild, right? That's it's really positive shit. Um, as like as we know, we got something we'll talk about in a second. But like Xenoblade Chronicles X, for example, right? Like that that was, I've been saying that since since it came out on Wii that that's a fucking hallmark that they managed to get a game that is that good, that big, and that seamless working on the Wii U um to the point that it is and that's that's true it's a fucking phenomenal game and i kind of hope that one day that they do port it now that the shop's going down we'll talk about that soon too it's got so much shit to talk about um (laughs) but um without them without that team helping out the breath of the wild team we wouldn't have gotten the big seamless world that we've got in breath of the wild that works so fucking flawlessly and like sets the precedent for future Zelda games because like they have crafted those techniques to make that. And like, even on breath of the wild scale, like it's impressive on breath of the wild scale, because I think like the physics engine and stuff like that plays a lot more into breath of the wild, but like, um, so they have to go with like maybe smaller enemies. You've got like the one giant enemy in the game, as we know, like right at the end of the game. Um, and when I saw that, at the end of the at the end of Breath of the Wild, I'm like, you can tell Monolith worked on this because something that X does extremely well is fucking ginormous monsters in a giant seamless open world that looks incredible. Um, but uh, because of Zelda's physics engine and stuff like that, obviously they they need to cut things down a bit. It, it like X is not <laughs> X is not something you play for good physics. Yeah, well, Xenoblade um, X is sort of like, well, that's a big enemy. Then you get bigger, then the enemies get bigger. <laughs> it sort of just scales up from there as well. It's not just like the one time when you're on foot. fucking huge. <laughs> it's like walking, like in, in X when you're walking around like one of the lakes or something like that and you get those big brontosaurus enemies. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ, how am I ever going to kill that thing? It's like 70 times the size of my character. It's huge. Um and it, that's just a standard enemy. <laughs> it's not even like a yeah. boss. It's just a standard enemy. 
Um, and like, obviously they can't recreate something like that in Breath of the Wild or whatever, but the, the point is, is they take, they took the good parts of one thing and added it to another while also creating another good part on top of it. And that's what made Breath of the Wild so fucking good. And that's what the benefit is, is that all these internal teams working together. However, then comes down to the point where it's just like, well, then where is the identity if something gets absorbed into Nintendo? Mm. Right. Um, yeah. If if they're like if they're like Luigi's Mansion three looks pretty as hell, right? But imagine if they were already already absorbed when Luigi's Mansion three was like being released at Nintendo. We couldn't credit next level game developers with that because it'd just be under a Nintendo banner, mm. and we kind of just like good job Nintendo, it's all you. But in reality, it was all those that worked at next level games to make that work. Yeah. So yeah, talking about monolith, yeah. like usually monolith. They do get credited for like the games they they make, not necessarily um, the games they uh, help produce. Like you know, if you go to their website, they'll say that they've um, you know had influence on Splatoon Two and Breath of the Wild and all that. But you don't necessarily get it like right on the box or anything like that. But for like their main titles, you like they usually are in the box and stuff. So maybe like who knows? Like this Strikers could potentially not even be being be made by Next Level Games, like. Well, that, that's the annoying part. We just sort of want to know as like Nintendo nerds and yeah. consumers just being like, what can we expect from this? Are we expecting another Mario sports game or, or are we expecting Mario Strikers, which we've been waiting for for a long time? But regardless, we'll, we'll have fun with it anyway, even if um, it turns out yeah. like golf. But I don't think it will. I think it'll be better than that well, because that's pretty low standards, I feel. <laughs> shooting above them last last thing last thing to sort of um add on to that though is that most of monolith soft's crediting goes on its games that it was already developing regardless so like its mm-hmm. own ips like xenoblade and stuff like that yeah they're on the box right mm-hmm. next level games i'm not sure it'll ever be on the box because technically it will be a nintendo title yeah in true 100 yeah. form yeah yeah true so i i think like in this case yeah, this this that's the thing that sort of catches me is that if they are technically absorbed now, then it doesn't matter if it's like next level games anymore because they're already using a Nintendo IP, and so they're just going to label it under Nintendo. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's that, that's kind of like the last thing I had to add on that. But mm. speaking of Monolith, yeah, buddy, Bros, you're taking Xenoblade my segues 3. and my hosting role. Uh, speaking of Monolith, Bros, there you go, mate. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, well, hey, look, I I've been waiting to talk about this one because I know you haven't. I, I know you've started. Mm-hmm. Good boy. By thank the way. you, thank um, you. you. I said definitive edition. I did say last episode. Look, I should get into it. I should play it. And uh, I was yep. I was sitting there. I'm like, instead of spending another twenty or thirty hundred hours in Pokemon just shiny hunting, I'm like, oh, let's play another RPG. Let's actually get through at least one game before three comes out. So I'm about seven hours in or so. Um, sort of working things out, having a lot of fun with it. But Bryce, like, I know you're really excited for this. You've played all the games in the series, and uh, yes. I don't know what, what did you get from this trailer? Did you have any big like revelations? Been like, holy shit, this is what's happening in this game, or yeah, what's going on? Because I don't know. <laughs> so the thing is, is like uh, with with trailers, and you have discussions and stuff like mm-hmm, that, and people mm-hmm. sort of pick up on things. And yeah, it seems like. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is is culminating to a uh, maybe sort of like a realization or theory that happens at the end of um, 2. Um, so 
uh, we didn't really know at that point. Now it's a lot more clearer and it seems to be the way it seems to be following the way of one very particular theory, which I'm not going to talk about. But basically what that theory was, was that um, we're going to see sort of like emerge and um, I'm not exactly going to explain what that means, but those who know will know. Um, and uh, it's, I, I would recommend, <laughs> I would recommend hold off watching the trailer um, again, probably until you finish both, if I'm honest. Um, okay. Yeah. Reason being, reason being is because there are characters that are disguised, but they're not disguised well enough to identify that they're from like, you know, a particular game. So, um, this is like deadpan sequel. We know that much. Um, but in the way that it's going to play out, like if you've already played the first two, like the first two main games, cause X is in its own canon. Um, if you've already played the first two main games, then you're already going to, you, you already have an idea what's going to happen now, because if you've watched the trailer, you've recognized things. Right. Um, if you've discussed it with people who are fans of the series, you've recognized things. So um, it's going to be a sort of, important to know both to sort of get 100% out of it, I think. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know that a lot of people aren't really um, stuck into like going, going and going hard on a big RPG or what have you. Um, but I guess like when talking about this, um, there's two things I want to address and that's how fucking hyped I am for the first, first thing. Uh, but second of all, um, sort of just rustling, rustling up a few tips about um if this if this sort of like because it's a, it looks like a saga right it looks like it's coming to an end of the saga um of a trio of games which isn't a surprise because i think they've done this before with xeno um but uh basically uh i'm hyped as hell for it because uh, uh it's it's gonna. It, it's probably gonna tie up a lot of connections or questions that I had, like that I'd asked in the last two previous games that I'd played. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent. I spent a. I I went pretty quickly through the first game on Wii, um, just to sort of get the main meat of the story because I feel like that's the most important thing. There is a lot of story in these games, um, so side questing is very much a. Should you do it? Should you not do it? And the answer is a sort of like, well, if you've got the time, then okay. Uh, but I also paid like 300, like, oh, no, it wasn't that much, maybe about 220 hours of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, just because I wanted to do everything on the side. Like um, the little bit of extra lore and stuff like that. Yeah, it was fine. But like, that that's not so much what I wanted. I wanted to do like the big bosses and like the hard challenges and stuff like that and make my characters really stupidly strong. Um, and, uh, I think like, I'll probably end up doing the same with this game as well. Uh, it looks like that it's sort of settling in, um, to be on the side of, uh, one of my most played games on switch. Uh, it's looks incredible. Uh, what it's sort of set up for me is getting me really hyped already. I can't believe it's only September. Yeah. It's pretty quick. Hey, yeah. It's a nice turnaround. That, that's that's fast. Mm. That's huge. Yeah, um, but I think they've also they kind of like they kind of went and did a whole fucking redesign of like the series in general because it looks so different on Wii. Um, 
compared to what it does now with definitive edition because they um tried to stylize it all the same so that it nice and congruently works together and they're going to have three xenoblade games on one console now so they've got to sort of make it look um like it all fits together in a piece um so now having that that uh, trilogy i guess in in one console i would say that's probably going to be it for xenoblade before they move on to their next xeno project um whether that be uh xenoblade chronicles x2 or something like that which is again it's technically a side story um so and they set that up for a sequel as well um so i'm kind of hoping that they do eventually get to that one day that would be nice uh but uh yeah so realistically this is just sort of like it's it's gonna it's gonna make me turn my head left and right i've been <laughs> loving these games since uh since i was hyped as hell for x and decided to pick up xenoblade chronicles and play that through thinking um it'd be worth my go uh and then uh yeah with the amount of time that i spent until i should be hyped um i guess for the people that including yourself yeah even though you've already taken steps forward uh taken steps forward to play the game um listen uh i think like if you want to get ready for this game and you want to be part of that sort of like trilogy <clears throat> full story experience hype um the best thing you can do for yourself is you'll have to play both i don't think there's any way you're going to get through these uh and get the story that you need to get out of it without playing all three um, but in saying that, I also think that if you're going to do that, um, these games can be long if they're going, if you're going in totally blind and that's, that's not a joke. They can, they can be long. Um, the games are very much, uh, beaten the better you are at the system and the, the best way to get better at the system is in your, sp- in your spare time, do a little bit of reading um and sort of seeing where you need to go and what's necessary and what's not necessary to sort of get you through the story and just get them done is the best way to go about it um there's uh, like a lot of systems maybe not so much in one one is one is pretty straightforward um from the get-go you've got your uh break smash topple whatever uh break topple um fucking uh yeah, you know what I mean. The, yeah, the, I forgot what it was called. It's, it's the yellow one. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it was called, though. <laughs> the yellow art. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, uh, mastering that system in Xenoblade Chronicles is going to... It's going to set you forward anyway. But then, like, in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, there's, like, extra systems on top of that that allow you to do shit tons of damage. Now, the problem with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, very much specifically in comparison to the first one, is they don't really teach you the entire system until you're 70% through the game. God. Yes, that's bullshit. Oh, God. It's bullshit. Yeah. It is, it is terrible, right? Mm. And the thing is, is a lot of people look at it, and this is the problem Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had on launch, because a lot of people that who are, who are fans of Xenoblade are like, whoa, we're so hyped or whatever. And then a lot of people jumped on the train being like, oh, this would be good streaming content, or this would be good YouTube content or whatever. And then they get three hours into the game, they're like, this sucks. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, that's the game's problem. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like a lack that's of tutorial, is it? Just yeah, well they 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 teach everything like baby steps, and they make you like go a long way through to get to the point of like how to execute a combo flawlessly, or you know how to 
do shit tons of damage in a single combo and stuff like that. They take way too long to explain it, and that's really stupid. But um, the best thing you can do for two, and you will get through it really fast if you know this, right? You will get through two extremely fast if you know this and you do it properly, um, is learning or reading how the combo system works. To really quickly break it down, basically at the start, they basically just take, teach you the traditional Xenoblade uh, CC system of like break top or whatever. Um, and they act like that's enough for the rest of the game. It's not. It's not. Mm. Because a lot of a lot of bosses and stuff like that, they're HP soaks for a very specific reason. Because once you've unlocked the full combo system or you realize how the full combo system works your damage goes through the fucking roof. And not only does your damage go through the roof, but if you execute it at the right time and you enter overkill, which is where you're doing damage to the monster when it's already dead, you get more rewards based on how much damage you do in overkill, which grants you even rarer items, which those those items are going to make you much more stronger than what a standard item would. So it's kind of like explaining that 75% through the game when you've already spent 70 odd hours and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Beating your head against the wall on like so a few better... bosses as well. Like, come on, tell me that a bit earlier. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. Cause yeah. like even with the Xenoblade Chronicles, um, I, I looked up a few tutorials on the battle system and that, and just like watching like speed runners who have like just cracked that game open and just smash every single thing, got the grinding sort of, uh, locations down pat and you use even like the new casual and um, expert modes to sort of harvest XP and stuff. It's like, oh, this is really interesting because like when I'm looking at the game, I'm like, oh, look at the big world. It's a bit daunting, <laughs> but these guys just have it down pat and, um, you know, knowledge is key when it comes to sort of working out Take- a lot of these RPGs. And you know what? That that You've pretty much just answered it within yourself just then is that like if mm. you really want the good tips get a general idea from like a speedrunner's perspective most of these people have already like that they've 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 done the work right you can go on speedruns live you can look up a guide for a speedrun for x game you can get an idea of like where you're at no story spoilers whatsoever because they don't talk about the story they're only talking about optimizations and you can look at those guides and go right this is where they grind so this is where i'm going now and then I'll do that. And then when you move on from that part, you go to the next part of the guide. And then they're just like, okay, they recommend to pick up this item. I'll go pick up that item and just do it to get through the story. Don't even fucking <laughs> worry about doing the side quests or anything like that. If you want to catch up, go do it this way. And instead of being done in fucking like 60 to 80 hours, you'll be done in anywhere from like 30 to 50. Mm. It'll be really fast. That sounds like, like a comparison. I can, I, I can yeah, imagine just I being... um. Oh, sorry. I could imagine just like following a, a guide to speedrun it and you beat it like an hour and you get none of the story. You're like, yeah, I beat it. <laughs> on to the third game. Don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, you know, if you're only there for the story, then all, all the extra bullshit is nothing. If like, you know, you're going to get a challenge. If you're looking for a challenge, you're going to get a challenge in the third game when nobody knows. You know what I mean? Because mm. there's not going to be a guide to follow. There's not going to be anything to follow there. And that's where you're going to get your challenge to sort of work through it or whatever. If you really just need to catch up on the story now, I really recommend just like going and grabbing a speedrunner's guide and seeing where their big optimizations are and working on it through that. Because, and uh, I talked about this in our Discord, but like 
it, the definitive edition 100% run. So new game, any percent, uh, new, sorry, new game 100% run is 21 hours long. That is a third or a fourth of the time that a casual first playthrough with no guides would be. And even then, that's not 100%. So uh, if you go any percent, any percent runs are three to four hours in speedrunning. So what was it? The cutscene length time for Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is eight hours. So if you add in all those cutscenes that were skipped, it turns into a 10-hour experience at optimal play. So there's no way that like a casual player can't get through it in 30 to 40 hours if they've got the information they need in front of them. Mm. And also, so if, so if you want the story, it's there. Mm. So there's a casual mode in Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition as well. Uh, as a Xenoblade fan, would you look down on someone for using casual mode? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Because um, I'm using use it. Ca- <laughs> use casual mode. Well, <laughs> use ca- like, okay. It's not the funnest way to play the game, but if it's going to get you the story, I would just do it, right? I still haven't played Futures Rewritten. <laughs> I'm still going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my like, you, if you're just getting through it to get the story, that's what you got to do. Because um, I've got, I've got, Chronicles I've got two is, of the games to get through. Shit, how old now? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles is over a decade old now. Like, mm. if you're staying there for the combat, you're staying there for some pretty rigid ancient combat at this point. Just go and beat the story, and then if you really want to get into a combat system, get into it in two or three. Um, because that's where they are more. They are going to be more refined and more up to date and yeah. more enjoyable to play. What my idea so, is is yeah. to get through these two games and probably just take my time and enjoy more of three once that comes out. Because even though we've got, yes. even yeah. though we've got until September, you know, we've like we've got a big year as far as Nintendo goes, as far as gaming goes. All companies are firing on all cylinders after delays from the pandemic. So, uh Gaming time is going to be pretty scarce, especially with a new a newborn child yeah. as well. You know, I've got to just get through some of this shit if I really want to um get there and experience it. And I'll probably just get get addicted to strikers and just drop it anyway. We know <laughs> we know how this is going to go, but anyway. Yeah. Mm. All right, Bryce. Anything else you'd like to talk about before we get into some of the the news this week? No, I think that's about it. That's about it. All right, let's jump into it. <laughs> All right, Bryce, uh, Nintendo is shutting down uh, your ability to purchase games on the Wii U and 3DS eShops. So before we get into a bit of the details, how do you feel about this? Like, I don't know when the last time you've bought a 3DS or Wii U eShop game was, but what's your first sort of uh, feelings about it? Um, I mean, it's sad because there's a lot of good software on both those storefronts. Mm. Yeah. Um, and software we can't also, get on Switch. Also... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> it's funny because I was actually reading something last night where it was like uh, the Video Game Pres- Preservationist Society, mm-hmm. like the, the one that they consider the biggest. They're basically just like Nintendo are fucking... They're, they're a travesty at trying to keep anything like preserved. They're like, this is, it's, it's absolutely bullshit because like, 
I mean, think about how much like virtual console titles are like on the the Game Boy and the Wii U and uh, sorry, the 3DS and the Wii U rather. <laughs> Fucking thinking about Game Boy virtual console titles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they they've got a lot of like potential there to like keep keep a fucking library up of um digital storefronts to get these things in relevancy but now like not only are we missing like virtual console titles that are going to disappear because they're moving to this online service thing that they can't even seem to fucking maintain correctly uh let's be real um but uh they're going to basically remove the ability to go and purchase them as you need them uh, and they are also losing the potential of uh, sales for really good 3DS and Wii U titles that maybe not so much with the 3DS, but with Wii U is already a huge scarcity with how little consoles of them there are out there in the world now. Um, so I guess we're just stuffed, right? Mm. Um and uh, like games like aforementioned X um, are still stuck on that console. So that game is going to be even harder to play for people now. Not fun. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, there's, there's a few different a- aspects to this, I guess, but I, let's uh, set some context with a, uh, a, a bit of an article from my Nintendo news. The, the Wii U and 3DS eShops are closing in March, but Pokemon Bank is becoming free to use, and the article reads, Nintendo's Wii U and 3DS eShops have been active for a decade now. However, it is unfortunately about to change. Nintendo has announced earlier tonight that as of late, as of late March 2023, uh, it will no longer be possible to make Nintendo eShop purchases for the Wii U and 3DS family of systems. Nintendo also says that even uh, late March 2021, and for the foreseeable future, you'll still be able to you'll still be able to uh, re-download games and DLC, receive software updates, and enjoy online play on Wii U and the 3DS family of systems. Uh, this will uh, this will include Pokemon Bank, which will become free to use after March 2022 or 2023. Sorry. However, if you already uh, if you do not already have it downloaded on the handheld, it will no longer be available for download from the 3DS eShop. So why are these shops cl- closing? According to Nintendo, it's because of it's part of its natural life cycle for any product line as it becomes less used by consumers over time. They also state that at the time, they do not plan to make any changes to services or functions of the 3DS or Wii U. So very, uh, very frustrating. Um, the PlayStation ecosystem also went through this uh, last year where they Sony came out, they were like, all right, we're going to be shutting down purchases for PlayStation 3, PlayStation Portable, and PlayStation Vita. And fan, out, fan outrage actually got them to take that back and they actually didn't shut down purchases on those platforms. And it's a very similar thing over there. PlayStation 1 titles were available on PlayStation 3 but weren't available on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And we're in the exact same boat here. We don't have access to buying Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games, uh, any virtual console games. We have to get them through this service, which Nintendo decides to trickle them out month by month, um, which, you know, has some benefits. You know, it's uh, 30 or 60 bucks a year, depending on what tier you go to. So if you want to buy a bunch of these games, that's cool. But as soon as you decide that, you know, it's no longer worth it to you. You lose a massive library and that's what Nintendo is sort of banking on and that's why we aren't getting these games on Switch, the platform that we're currently using more than 3DS and 
definitely Wii U. But yeah, it's just it's it's annoying because like with them shutting down the ability to purchase, um, it's only a matter of time before they say, okay, you can't re-download your games, and then it's you know it's really hindering those platforms. And it was such a long time to like get a good library on 3ds too. I remember in 2011, I was checking it. I was checking the eShop every Thursday, being like, "Oh, I wonder when Pokemon Red and Blue are going to come out." And it just never come until 2016. That's when the Pokemon games came available on the Virtual Console. And I'm just really tired of this drip feed mentality by Nintendo. And I feel like now that they've got like a, a subscription service, that should have alleviated that sort of need to just drip feed it, especially when you're paying the same amount per month but you're not getting the same amount of content. You may as well just wait a couple of years for a decent library on there, maybe a couple of games you actually want to play. But Bryce, you mentioned the uh, the video game uh, His- History Foundation and they put up uh, something on Twitter and the quote for saying, while it's unfortunate that people won't be able to p- uh, purchase digital 3DS or Wii U games anymore, we understand the business reality that went into the des- this decision. Uh, what we don't understand is what path Nintendo expects its fans to take, which they wish to play these games in the future. As a paying member of the Entertainment Software Association, Nintendo actively funds lobbying that prevents even libraries from being able to provide legal access uh, yeah, legal access to these games. Uh, not providing uh, commercial access is understandable, but pre- by preventing uh, institutional work to preserve these titles on top of that is uh, actively destructive to the video game history. Uh, we encourage ESA members like Nintendo to rethink their position on this issue and work with existing uh, institutions to find a solution. Because like every time one of these uh, stores goes down, with the with the Wii store going down, there's a lot of exclusives on the WiiWare channel and a lot of games that never came to Virtual Console on the other platforms on the Wii Virtual Console. And it's very much the same on, on Wii U as well. You have access to a nice library of Wii games, Game Boy Advance games, Nintendo 64 games, and that's just not an option on Switch and... Maybe maybe we'll feel a bit better about this if they came out of the gates on Switch saying, hey, look, we're making a subscription service. It covers our platforms. There's a good amount of content on there. And you can sort of just like let go of maybe your history on these other platforms and move forward on the new one. But it's just not the case. Nintendo's got the, the most history out of every <laughs> most video game uh, developer, but they don't they don't look after it whatsoever. And they use it to their advantage where they just sort of, you know, every single, say, E3, when Nintendo fans are like, oh, where's a new Mario Kart? Where's a new Smash Brothers? Where's the new Mario? You know, we're sort of like that because we've been conditioned to be like that. Where's the the next thing? Because we don't have access to past titles in the in the in the bloody franchises. And it's uh it's frustrating. But where do you where do you stand on it? And um what games are you going to miss? None of them because they'll probably emulate some. Mm. Well, that's the thing because like th- those platforms uh, with a bit of hacking become just like amazing, amazing Nintendo boxes. And I feel like this is just encouraging that. It really, it really is. Okay. So like obviously, obviously with this news, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, people sort of dragging on about emulation and like, oh, you know, 
where do you draw the line and stuff like that and I've, I've I've commented on a few things about about this sort of situation. I won't I won't sort of beat around the bush on that. I definitely am, but like a lot of people are like emulation is bad at all costs and you should not do it. I'm like, is it though? And the reason I say is it though is because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if if there's no way to purchase a game. And I'm not talking about like purchasing it off eBay later on down the line because that's bullshit and I'll discuss why that is in a second. But if there's no way to purchase a game, then how the fuck else are you going to play it? Sorry, but like end of story, right? And then you got a lot of people who are just like, well, you'll have to look for a secondhand copy then. And this is bullshit. The reason it is bullshit to say, look for a secondhand copy to play the game then is because one, if you buy a secondhand copy, none of that money goes into the pocket of the developer anyway. It's coming. It's going into another person's uh, another person's pocket, who's selling the game. Now, the problem with this would be fine if that those games were reasonably priced. But these days, we are not seeing that. We are seeing game prices for games like Pokemon games go up to anywhere like two hundred to four hundred fucking dollars, depending on the condition of the copy. That is ridiculous. I am not paying two hundred dollars plus to play a fucking Pokemon game that I've one already owned before. And two, you already played to death, right? Um, and a lot of people are like, well, then you're emulating and that's bad. It's like, it's not. Because at the end of the day, if Nintendo put it on their platform, I would buy it. Because it's more, one, it's more convenient. And two, I would have a copy of it, right? That is just the reality. I'm not going to pay some guy that is charging even over world double, sometimes triple the recommended retail price that the game came out at just to play the game mm. it's not going to see any the, the developers aren't going to see anything from it so at the end of the day emulation comes down to the point if there is no way to reasonably purchase the content that you are looking for whether it be a game or dlc or what have you if there is no way to purchase that content then there's no reason it shouldn't be emulated you should be able to emulate it just fine because if they really wanted to continue making money from it then they'd do the smart thing and they'd keep it up on a store which Nintendo aren't doing. So, whatever. Now, in the case of like stuff like uh, Nintendo Switch Online and stuff like that, that's kind of like a weirder measure, right? Because it's like, oh, look, here's a Netflix library of games so that you can play that we're going to drip feed out to you. It's like, cool, but do I own it? It's like, mm, no. no. <laughs> they own it. They own it. And they're getting their money from you to play those things. So, are you supporting developers? Yeah, you are, right? But then a lot of people are just like... A lot of people are just like, well, I don't want to pay the subscription. That sounds bullshit to me. Uh, And I'm just going to emulate instead. Well, then, I hate to say it, I know that the subscription is bullshit and that it's a lot lot of money to ask for a very basic thing, right? But you're still breaking the rules, Right? Because they are, like, I don't agree with their subscription model in a lot of ways, but they are providing you the games that are currently on there. So let's take Ocarina of Time, for example. Uh, I've got a copy around my house, and I'll never get rid of it. So I'm happy to emulate it because I already own the copy. I don't really give a shit, right? Um, same thing with the NSO, though. If I'm paying, If I'm paying for NSO, 
and I want to emulate a, co- emulate a copy of Ocarina of Time, then I'm going to emulate a copy of Ocarina of Time. I've got access to a copy of Ocarina of Time that I'm technically already paying for. I've already got a solid copy in my house. That's the way I'm going to do it. Mm. Um, but if it's if it's available, pay for it. Sorry, and end of story. Um, if it is not available, emulate the fuck away. Jesus Christ! I, I like I can't believe there are people <laughs> out there that have that opinion of oh but you just can't play it then sorry mate you're not allowed to play your favorite childhood game anymore because they don't sell it on a storefront if nintendo wanted to make fucking money off of it they'd have it on a storefront yeah it fucking it makes me angry no no i (laughs) i I agree with you but those i think uh you know just looking at the uh you know the small print whenever you download a rom it's gonna be you know illegal it's just when it comes down to like how you morally look at the situation and how it makes you feel um it might not affect how nintendo's lawyers might look at it if they ever do track you down or what have you but if you want to play a gamecube game and you're like looking at if you're looking at the prices on ebay you're like well this just goes to this just goes to bryce because he's trying to buy a new holiday home (laughs) he's selling his copy of pokemon coliseum and jesus christ that game's expensive so what's the point of buying it when I can just do a playthrough on my PC and not pay anything and Nintendo doesn't even miss out from it? It's just uh, eBay and some seller. You know, it just comes down to the the situation. But it, it does kind of baffle me why Nintendo doesn't just improve their sort of output as far as Virtual Console and their subscription service goes. Because if they had like... if if Like the secondhand market for the Pokemon games alone, it's massive. And if they just had a service, like if they yeah. just uh, implemented uh, the Pokemon games as a subscription service into Pokemon Home, like just a Pokemon company separate from Nintendo and they're the ones with their little service on Switch, uh, even mobile, like those games can run on mobile, that would be massive. That would be a massive money maker that they're just sitting on. And it's just the second-hand market which is eating up <laughs> their revenue pretty much. They're making revenue from Legends of Arceus and Pokemon Sword and Shield and DLC and and uh, merchandise and all this, but there's a massive sort of uh, sort of portion of their games which they could be selling because we'd be happy. Like personally, I'd be happy to sign up and be like, oh, I'm going to play through Ruby and Sapphire and <laughs> you know the DS games again and all of this. Um, it just comes down to them wanting to keep you hungry for remakes and all of that stuff, yeah. which uh, which is annoying. But, yeah, it just comes down to where you morally sort of sit sit on this, I think. Um, if you want to, just break your Wii U open because personally for me, I know uh, Luke, he posted in our Discord, he put he bought like a hundred and so dollars worth of point cards. He's going to load up his Wii U and 3DS with titles. And you know, I'd be happy to do that. But, oh, look, I've got a year. I can load up my system with legitimate purchases which have the licenses on my proper account and all of that type of thing. But I don't trust them enough to look after them once this was it's all shut down, especially on 3DS and Wii U. Yeah. Um, like, because those systems, they weren't... Look, that, that was the start of, like, them trying to, like, integrate them together. Like, 3DS, I remember, like, there was a bit of a software update to the... Um, the operating system and that, that sort of brought it aligned with Wii U. But Wii U, like... When your system breaks, like that's your account gone. That's your licenses gone. Same with 3DS. You've got to keep them on that system. Where Switch, at least it's a an account-based sort of uh, mechanism where if you break your Switch, you go and buy another one, you sign in, you can download your stuff again. But like the Wii U, you know, it's stuck on that Wii U. Unless you're proactive. Once that hard drive's dead, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's, she's done. 
So I don't trust it enough to even go and buy the games I want before it shuts down. No. And that that's like that that's sort of what it comes down to, right? Is that at the end of the day, if you want to play something, right? Here's the thing. Nintendo aren't going to chase down little fucking Timmy Turner because he fucking downloaded a copy of fucking... What's a good example? Just like a, a fucking a, a trash a trash heap game. I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, better, make Mega Man Battle Network or some bullshit. I don't fucking know, <laughs> right? Something that's not available anymore, right? Um, they're not going to chase down that one guy that's downloaded that one ROM to play specifically that's not on a digital storefront anymore where they can purchase it. They're only going to attack ROM sites because they're collections of games that not only are, you know, sort of like ridiculous amounts that nobody's going to play and they're providing them to the public, but also that um, they're providing ROMs that technically they're for games that you can already purchase, right? I think I wouldn't say it'd be far-fetched to say that in the future we're going to see like a legal thing where they're like, you can have ROM sites as long as the games on the ROM sites aren't purchasable anywhere anywhere else. I wouldn't be fucking surprised if some bullshit like that happens because the reality is, as looking at, at the same way Nintendo is at the moment, you're right. I can't trust I can't trust them enough to fuck load fucking load up points on my Wii U. Like no I way. can't do that with my 3DS. No way. Yeah, I like, wouldn't do it. Like if I could Never. track down another Wii U, I'm like, oh shit, like my Wii U broke. I'll go to EB Games and oh look, they've got one in stock. I'll get this one and I'll log in and I'll download it and I'll keep it around. But no, that's not the case. Like the Wii U, like it wasn't a, it wasn't a very well-made system. <laughs> they break. The gamepad breaks. Like you know, there's a fair yeah. there's a fair bit of that to it as well. Like 3DS, I like I trust a bit more because you can like um, transfer stuff and log in and can you log in on 3DS? No, you got to transfer it, don't you? I can't quite remember because I've gone through a few. Uh, you 3ds's but i've had to yeah i've had to migrate at all yeah yep. yeah yeah no i think it's transfer yeah mm. yeah the little pikmin take it over that but, um, yeah <laughs> yeah that's right yeah they did they did on the wii uh wii to wii u as well mm. um but uh yeah look just i personally can't trust them to deal with that and to be completely honest with you once their store goes down anyway i i consider that free game Yep. No, well, no, I do too. <laughs> That's but they're doing it to themselves and basically by sending out this message, what they are basically doing is creating a um artificial scarcity to get people to fucking get their credit cards in there and start buying before it goes away. Now, the thing is with that is that they wouldn't have to create that artificial scarcity uh, and people would just still be actively buying games on the switch if they made them available so by doing this basically what you're saying is create artificial scarcity so people buy your games you shut down the store which means you've got no way to recover the games your wii u dies because the system shut down and uh, because of the way that the system works you're not getting those games back once your wii u dies anyway so basically you've just spent a shit ton of money to buy a bunch of games that aren't guaranteed to stick on your wii u uh, if your Wii U dies three months after the store goes down because of a fucking technical fault, bye bye money. Yep. See you later. Get get this, Bryce, from it, from Nintendo's own uh, question and answers on their uh, uh, page related to this. So 
the question is, once it is no longer possible to purchase software in the Nintendo eShop on Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, many classic games from past platforms will cease to be available for purchase anywhere. Will you make classic games available uh, to own in other way? If not, then why? Doesn't Nintendo have an obligation to preserve its classic games by continually making them available for purchase? And the answer is, across our Nintendo Switch online membership plans, over 130 classic games are available in growing, growing libraries for various legacy systems. Uh, the games are often enhanced with new features such as online play. We think this is an effective way to make classic content available easily to a broad range of players. Within these libraries, uh, new and long-time players can not only find games they remember or have heard about, but other fun games they might not have thought to seek out otherwise. And this is this is the kicker, the last sentence. We currently have no pr- plans to offer classic content in other ways. So, cool. Good on them. So, yeah. Oh, look, I, I, love, I love Nintendo, obviously. We do the podcast because we quite enjoy their content. But as far as how they handle, uh, you know, their legacy content and um, just as the, their franchises whenever a new system rolls around... It annoys the shit out of me. It really frustrates me. And look, I I, I didn't get the... It's exp- a Japanese company thing. Like, it seems to be. Sony does it too to a degree as well. It's fucking irritating. Like Microsoft... Here's the thing, right? It's like I've got the Series X in the lounge room and this, this is where I get really pissed off about it, right? Is that I've got the Series X in the lounge room, right? I've just had to send it back because it got stuffed. Like, ugh, fucking annoying, right? But they've been really good to deal with. They just sent me a whole new unit. Great, fantastic, right? I got my Series X back. Now, I set that back up in the lounge room. What did Jade want to do? She's like, I feel like playing Fable 3. Cool. So what did I do? I fucking went on Game Pass, downloaded fucking Fable 3. That's two generations back. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll download the rest of the Fable series. So I downloaded the rest of the Fable series. Now I'll go back and play Fable 1 because I feel like playing Fable 1. What the... Why? Like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) the fucking series x like the fable 3 we experienced a whole bunch of crashes and shit like that but it's still available right and those crashes are going to happen yeah i know that's that's kind of part and due for emulation and they really need to fix it but the fact is it's still there if i want to play it yeah even through its flaws yeah like what, what frustrates me like it's great what xbox is doing but they're the company with like the least legacy and they're just doing amazing stuff. Like, you know, the, the Halo Master Chief Collection, that was just an amazing sort of remaster of, like, the whole whole Halo series, pretty much, and that you can jump into particular miss- missions with playlists and exper- experience the online multiplayer for all of the games. And, like, you know, Mario gets, like, just the ports chucked into one, <laughs> one little uh, collection on Nintendo. It's just uh, a bit frustrating, but... I don't know. This is this is this is gonna thing. We're just gonna have to live with. We know Nintendo has a bad online service, and the handling of maybe some of their legacy content is not ideal. And I think as uh, players of Nintendo platforms, we we know this. And for new people that are getting into Switch, um, yeah, this this is definitely the the weakness Nintendo and the Switch have. But don't know. we're gonna be playing a bot. We're gonna. I, I'm wondering. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, we're going to be playing bowling and we'll forget about it when that comes out. When the Nintendo Switch sports. I'm wondering how... I'm wondering how this is going to fall back on Doug Bowser and Furukawa and, like, big wigs at Nintendo where 
you know, because here's the thing is like, this wasn't an issue that, that long, like long, not that long ago, really. Right. Like, switch come out we had like reggie and awana and you know like what we'd what we'd call like the old the old crew that we all loved and had the really good pr sense and yeah yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and if and if those guys are still at the helm i i think that i know that nintendo's a corporation there's a lot more sort of mm-hmm. things that need to be said and done but i feel like under under those guys something like this probably wouldn't have happened right and now it seems that nintendo's going more business-minded and um like uh, things are getting a little bit more concerning for like the gaming space with shit like the metaverse coming into question and then nfts and and stuff like that like like fuck god i hope to, i hope to cry i don't think nintendo will do it but I'm starting to think like these are the pe- the people that are running Nintendo at the moment are the kind of people that are probably trying to find a way to implement NFTs and shit like that into their games. <laughs> and it was only yesterday that I was watching a fucking live stream for Final Fantasy XIV where the where they really briefly brought up the to- topic of a metaverse in their like setup stream, and then people just fucking flooded the chat. They're like, "No NFTs in my game." Right? even fucking talk about nfts right and like the guy the the, the guy that brought final fantasy 14 back to life uh naoki yoshida he sits on the panel of the board of directors of square enix now and he's like i will be avoiding nfts in my game for as long as i can keep them away guys he's like i don't i don't want this sh- I, I don't want it in my game either i said but unfortunately it comes down to what the fucking board of directors of square enix have to say i'm doing my best to keep them out yeah. and then that's a sad reality, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Square Enix—they're all about NFTs, and Final Fantasy fourteen oh. is like their big money generator now. So they'll be trying to be all over that game now that it's a big success. Like, hey, look, it's successful now. Do you ever think about putting this other shit in there? Um, but I guess regards to the the eShop, it's kind of hard to make a judgment like that because back in two thousand and fourteen, we didn't have like a big established eShop on say like legacy eShop on like that was was the way back then so that wasn't look like looking like it was going to shut down anytime soon so it's kind of hard to make that judgment i feel like as far as the trickle out of content goes like the virtual console has always been like a slow sort of trickle so i don't think that sort of problem was any different back then it's just a different way of buying it now all right, uh, yeah, we had a bit of a bit of a mishap there, Bryce. But before we uh, sort of move on to, I guess the next topic, do you think Nintendo will sort of reverse this decision, like Sony did, or do you reckon uh, they'll just stick to their guns? We know what video game companies act like when they're being fucking like top dog in sales, right? And they don't fucking give up the goat and they just go with whatever they're going until they actually get kicked in the ass for it. And they're not going to get kicked in the ass for it until next generation rolls around. So don't expect it to change anytime soon. And even then, I wouldn't even expect it to change then just because of Nintendo's general stubbornness. Like, I don't really have anything against a Netflix library of games for a serv- like for, for a subscription fee, right? Because like Game Pass is that. But the problem the, the problem and differentiation is is that uh, Game Pass caters for a lot more than what um, the Nintendo service does, right? 
Um, Nintendo don't want to give you their games on launch. That's fine, but then you're going to need to do more than just trickle out a few classic games a month. You're going to want to add good handfuls. This is kind of bullshit. Um, they're asking a lot of money, a lot of money, just to play Nintendo 64 games. And then they're like, oh, but you get this DLC on launch for free. And it's like, with the Animal Crossing New Horizons stuff, it's like, ah, oh, cool, thanks for that. But like, you only get so much gameplay time out of that. And then like with the Mario Kart tracks, it's like, great, but they're trickle out. Again, kind of bullshit. So yeah, until like people can really start talking with their wallets next generation, I don't expect I don't expect much to change. I think that's what it's gonna come down to. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I jumped on the expansion pass. Uh, once they announced the uh, Mario Kart tracks, I'm like, well, look, I may as well at this point <laughs> because it costs more than what I need to upgrade to and I get the Animal Crossing stuff with it and I do get the 64. So it makes a bit more sense with the Mario Kart DLC, but I kind of wish I didn't now. <laughs> Just like, oh, look, you're really trying to push this service. The way and they're acting. You're really trying to push this service and you've got yeah. no... I- they just got no idea that people don't like it. Well, they're just ignoring people. I don't know exactly what's going on but anyway it will be something they're we'll be talking about people because they know mm. you can catch them with nostalgia yeah that's what it is they can catch people with nostalgia so then they're not oblivious to the fact a lot of they would have gotten a lot of people with nintendo 64 they definitely got me because i bought the stupid controller right yeah but <laughs> ask asking me to not get involved in that is like me it, it is like saying you can't enjoy your childhood so of that childhood. That's how they get people. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately. Well, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like I mainly jumped on it because I'm like, oh, a USB C Nintendo 64 controller. Imagine the possibilities. Ooh. Yeah. Now that I think about that. Ooh. Emulation. Fucking just use it on my PC. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we'll be discussing this as the time goes on, I, anyway. I dare say, week to week. So, yeah, pretty frustrating. But let's move on to something. Maybe a little bit quick, but a little bit exciting, I guess. So Retro Studios, they upgraded their their banner with a new sort of um, artwork of Samus silhouette in the distance with sort of a, a figure of her helmet sort of um, on top of it. Um, nice and blue, black, doesn't really reveal anything, but it could potentially be something related to Metroid Prime 4. That's the only information we've got apart from <laughs> the logo uh, all these years ago. Uh, so cool. Might be something. Might not be. Look, it, to me, it just looks like fan art, but they're like, oh, that's nice, and they put it up there. It might not be anything official, but um, something to keep your eye on. Do you reckon we'll see Metroid Prime 4 within, I don't know, this year? I, I personally feel like no, but no, nah, shaking your head, no. Nah. No. Nah. Nah. I think um, I think Metroid Prime 4 is probably going to almost be pushed into the next generation at this point. They're still looking for people to fucking polish the game. Like, yeah. Yeah, they've still got a lot of time, a lot of time to go. Um, we're stacked enough for this year. Yeah, this um, year is pretty. Bayonetta three on the horizon as well. It's looking pretty good this year, eh? Yeah, I think we're pretty covered this year. I don't, I don't think like anything really needs to be said or done about Metroid for another year. Um, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure Dread would have sold more copies than what. Uh, fucking metroid prime has now which is like technically the best selling in the series so i think i think 
I think um, Dreads in a Dreads made Metroid into a good position for what it's worth, and that they can prove that it can it could grow um, over time. But um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I still think like despite a lot of people wanting to ride the Metroid hype train right about now, um, because of Dread, I think it's I think it's just too close. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I just feel like we don't need it this year. We've got Zelda coming out. We had a Pokemon game. Uh, we got, yeah, we got plenty of stuff. We've got like a game game a month. We've got Splatoon, Xenoblade. It's looking a little bit like 2017, the sequel. We're getting a lot of sequels to pretty much like all of the games that came out in uh, 2017. Maybe apart from, what aren't we? Apart from a sequel to Mario Odyssey and... Uh, arms, but I think a lot of the other games are getting sequels, which is pretty cool. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yes. All right. Um, I'm uh, getting a little bit worried about the condition of my Switch at this point. Oh, what's happened to your Switch? What have you done to it? You peeled off the screen. Oh, it, it's just nothing. It, nothing. It's just nothing. It's just old. Yeah. Like they're like they're like we we can make the switch last another three four years or whatever they're like halfway through its life i'm like bro i've bought one console i'm not i'm I'm not i'm not ready to go out and buy another if i'm if i'm perfectly honest i don't really want to right now and you want to make this shit last another four years my switch ain't gonna last that long holy shit (laughs) that's what they're betting on they're like look we we know these systems are going to last like four years. So if we just eke it out that bit longer, be old brass, we'll have to go and buy another one and we'll get another switch out of him. Don't you worry about that. The OLED didn't get him. The yeah, bloody, the red one didn't get him. The uh, the light didn't get him. Bloody, we'll just wait him out. <laughs> the Monster Hunter one almost got me. Yeah. The Monster Hunter one almost got me. Yeah. I can imagine they just put it out there and they're just waiting it like behind the corner at EB Games, just waiting for you to go in. It's like, fuck, we didn't get him with this one either. How are we going to get him? We'll just wait until he's, <laughs> the plastic on his switch I, just I, disintegrates. I think I'll almost just fix my old one, to be honest with you. <laughs> like if anything happens to it, I'll just yeah. like... Like I noticed that like there was a few people in like some of the Facebook groups who were in there just like, oh no, my battery's dead. I'm just like, I... At this point, I'd probably just fucking replace it. <laughs> yeah. I've already had to like pull my Switch apart because of the design flaws that it's already had to replace things on it. It's probably not going to take me much to replace the battery. So, hmm. Just play uh, plugged into the wall all the time. You'll be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's obviously the most optimal way to do it. <laughs> Uh, last bit of news, uh, Pokemon Regional Championships are back in Australia for 2022, so from Vooks. After being cancelled in 2020, 2021, uh, nah. you're right, mate? You can't hear me. This uh, this platform's not working very well. Anyway, after being cancelled in 2021, you know the, uh, the Pokemon Regional Championships are back in Australia for 2022. The regionals consist of the Pokemon video game, uh, the trading card game, and even Pokemon Go. The Pokemon video game championships are played on Pokemon Sword and Shield, and with Pokemon Go, they're using great league rules. The Oceanic Regionals take place across the states of Australia from March until June. Note that the Brisbane event will only have Pokemon TCG and VG, not Pokemon Go Regionals. Oh my God, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> so we're using Melon for this uh, this recording, and it's just completely dying on us. Completely dying on us. I've 
just disappeared. Bryce, can you hear me? <laughs> I lost you for like a I, you like you were you were going nuts for like a minute. I'm like, oh no, here we go, and then all of a sudden you're just entirely gone. Yeah. So I I uh, read out the news, Bryce. So basically the the VGG um, championships are back in Australia. Uh, in 2019, I wanted to. Like, it was early 2020. I wanted to go and check out the the one in um, in Melbourne, and that was just before like all the COVID stuff started happening. So it's cool that it's back. So if anyone who wants to go and check it out, so in Brisbane, uh, a convention center and exposition center, uh, you can go there March uh, 12th and 13th. If you want to go in the HBF area. You can, it's from May 21st to 22nd and St. Kilda Town Hall uh, in Melbourne is uh, June 11th to the 12th. So a bit far away for us. I'm not going to be traveling anywhere this year. That's for sure. Uh, no. Won't be participating in the Pokemons. But if anyone in, in Australia does give this a go, let us know how you go. And maybe you could be like a correspondent for the House of Mario if you do go to one of these events. So let us know. I'll be keen to just see what these events are like. At the Pokemon Championships. <laughs> yeah, like literally, literally. If anyone's, if anyone goes to sing, just you know, get your phone out, just record like an audio thing. Be like, hey, this is a big gym from uh, correspondent House of Mario, and it's a bloody mad year here at the Pokemon. But buddy, uh, a Venusaur buddy took out a Charizard, and I was like, what the hell? That's a Grass type and against Fire type, and I don't know how that even works, but it uh, took it out, and what a mad time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Exactly that. So, Bryce, uh, we're going to go to the red coin of releases. If you if you like drop out or can't hear me, I'm just going to roll, and we're going to get this episode done with. <laughs> yeah, do, this is yeah, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's fine. All right, you roll it through. I'll roll it through. All right, guys. So if you go to the Nintendo eShop on Nintendo Switch, that will not be taken down anytime soon. You'll be able to get access to Crunchyroll. Yes, Crunchyroll is available on Nintendo Switch, so you can watch some anime on your little tablet, dock it into the TV, and watch some Naruto. Bryce, you can still hear me. You still there, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Look at that. I'm I'm, uh, very keen for that, actually. I... uh... Wouldn't, wouldn't mind watching some Crunchyroll on my Switch. I need some, I needed I need a little bit of something there, you know. Mm, a little bit of something, something. That's wonderful. I got a lot. I got a lot of shit to catch up on. So any device I can get Crunchyroll on, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. So when you go to like your most played games, this is going to be Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's right. And YouTube and uh, not Netflix. It's not there. But all right. So the next game that we uh, have a look at here is a Rivy City Girl Zero. You can get it for twenty dollars and ten cents. And ten cents—that's a bit uh, that's a bit weird pricing. But however, uh, see how River City Girls' story began with the sixteen-bit retro uh, rumble, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So the key features: the classic sixteen-bit beat 'em up, um, officially transferred and released into the West for the first time ever. Oh, that's pretty cool. A switch between four playable characters, with uh, each with unique special moves. Compelling story that inspired River, River City Girls 1 and 2. Deep combat, a variety of environments, fun battles from motorcycle in Mode 7 style vehicle stages. Okay, so you got some Mode 7 action in there for all you Super Nintendo oh, fans. Mode 7. 
Mode 7. So yeah, if you're into River City Girls and you're anticipating the next one, go and check out where it all started. River City Girl Zero. Uh, Bryce, this is one which I, which I, I sort of glossed over in the Nintendo Direct, but I'm, I'm sure some people out there are pretty excited for this on a portable. Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection for 80 bucks Australian. Bloody hell. Ubisoft. Calm down on the pricing there. That's a bit much, mate. Experience the award-winning series as you become Ezio, uh, the most celebrated and iconic as, uh, master assassin in the franchise. So, look, they're acknowledging it. It's, it's downhill from Assassin's Creed 2. They acknowledge that. Uh, <laughs> including the acclaimed... He's in a few games. He is, yeah. He's in a... How many games come in this collection, by the way? Dun, dun, dun. However many Ezio's in, obviously. Yeah, I'll, there's a fair few, though. Uh, including the acclaimed single-player campaigns for all solo DLC from the three games, Assassin's Creed 2, Creed, Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Revelations, as well as two short films. Live the complete saga of a master assassin. Right, so there's a fair bit of content in there for 80 bucks if you're a big Assassin's Creed fan. And the last one, just a random one I pulled up, was uh, it's called Space Intervention. You can get it for $1.50 on the eShop. Uh, save our galaxy from the invasion of an alien race. In classic style game, uh, Space Intervention is bright and nice graphics in 2D style. Destroy aliens, beat your record, endless game. The game gets harder with each wave. You only have three lives. So, interesting. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, looks like Space Invaders. And uh, hence the name Space Intervention. They're really playing off that, aren't they? Sponsored voodoo's. Sponsored. Oh, well, that brings us to the end, Bryce. You can still hear me, so that's good. Apologies to uh, yeah. anyone listening to this if uh, it annoyed you that Bryce could not hear me for a little bit there. We will be touching up a little okay. interval there. Where it was a test run. It was a test run. It, it test certainly run. was. And uh, hopefully the next run is not a test run. <laughs> It actually works. All right, Bryce, anything uh, else you'd like next, to... I think next time. Well, yeah, next time hopefully you'll be in person. <laughs> yeah, true. true. And we can just we can just sort of, uh, yeah, free flow it. Um, but also, uh, like, uh, I think um, we'll probably... Next time, we, next time we speak, I think we should probably have that um, Arceus review discussion. We can say. do that. We can do that. I think we got a lot of. I think we got a lot to talk about that we aren't able to touch on today because of this uh, this this lag issue we got going on. Mm, mm. And I think um, it'd be the perfect time to talk about it. I don't know about you, but I'm uh, feeling it. <laughs> I'm really feeling it. Yep, big Shulk fan now. Played like seven hours of Xenoblade. So. so, anything else you'd like to touch on before uh, we head on out the house? Yeah, that's about it, man. I think we're pretty good before we have another connection issue. Yeah, that's right. So before that happens, everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario episode 215. If you enjoy the show, leave us an Apple Podcast review, a Spotify review, all of that stuff. You can follow me at iDruby. You can follow Bryce at Revan Plus. You've changed it, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Okay, very cool. And you can follow the show at The House of Mario. And, uh, you know, I've got things to talk about, but uh, better hurry up. Or we've got to get out the door. Got to get, get out the door real quick, Bryce. Quick, get out the door, Bryce. It's uh, time to go. Door shut. See you, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. See you, everyone. Bye.
Bye. You just listened to the House of Mario, a South Australian Nintendo podcast. Be sure to follow the boys on Twitter, leave an Apple Podcasts review, and join the Discord server to be a part of the community. A big thank you to these legends who support the show on Patreon at the producer level. Alex Harding, Sam Hay, and DJ. If you would also like your name in the credits, head over to patreon.com slash idruby and choose the tier that works for you. Until next time, we hope your day is 120 power star rated.